create goals that are long-term that will let you accomplish them in a range of ways. If you want to shoot destination weddings, there are a lot of ways to do that. If you want to generate a quarter million dollars revenue, there's a lot of ways to do that. The more you do it, the more you can start figuring out exactly how you want to do it. Imagine your business three years in the future and say, what would I want it to be like? And just set that as a goal. It doesn't need to be perfect. Make your goals the things that, like they're all measurable. So anything that feels like an amorphous blob that's subjective, try to make it something real and accomplishable and measurable. Let me get you right in my bed. Uh, why you gonna try to get mad? Uh, everybody wanna keep up. Uh, don't you know I move too fast? Uh, I'ma zip zip right past. Uh, drip drip all on my swag. Uh, Hey everybody, welcome to the Wedding Film School Show. My name is Jared. Welcome back to another amazing episode of uh, the Wedding Film School Show. Continuing our series. Jason, welcome back. How are you doing today? Still. <laughs> I'm still doing well. That's still here. Um, so we just we just did our first uh, Wedding Film School BTS, so I feel like we've kind of a rite of passage for, for the for channel. For you and I. I mean, Bobby has done his his fair share for of us. Uh, wedding behind the scenes. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, pretty good. Um, it's exhausting, I'll tell you that. Um, yeah. It was definitely... Um, you can see why Craig was like, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. So much work. Seriously. But uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's coming out... Um, pretty well and it's pretty fun and uh we're going to be excited to do a lot more of these in uh 2021 yep and moving forward we we, we it's, it's the bread and butter of like the youtube channel well like, I, honestly that's really what it is is behind this you watch people do the work yes and i think it's really hard so you don't see a lot of um behind the scenes on actual wedding day because you have to hire an actual good shooter to follow you luckily we already did that and, um, well, we have good shooters on staff, so this is the time of year to do it. Um, and so I think it's actually um, pretty good and hopefully really helpful because I, I think that's it. It's just people are looking for real um, content, like to, to see how people actually film a wedding behind the scenes and not just talk about it, um, which is great. Obviously, well, that's what we do a lot of times on the Wedding Film School yeah. show. Um, but talking is important, like – um, but you gotta put your money where your mouth is. Exactly. So that's um, that's gonna be fun. But uh, but anyways, yeah, yeah, we uh, we do have a good show for you today, and this is continuing the series. Why your business model sucks. Yeah. What? Well, I'm just thinking about like the the topic today is long term goals, and it's one of the things that we're bad good at. Like, <laughs> like we had to go through a lot of pain as a business to to feel like I have any ability to talk about the subject. And so now I feel, you know, I feel like we can talk about it with a little authority, but it's funny. It's like the, f the fact that we're doing a podcast about setting goals to me is just funny. It is funny. <laughs> I, when we first started, um, Jason specifically, you know, would always be like, you know, we'd read books or whatever, and they'd always be like, what is your one-year plan? What is your five-year plan? What's your 10-year plan? And, and it's like, I just – our saying was always like we're just taking it as it comes like it's it's impossible for and that was our thoughts like this is actually impossible to plan we're just taking it as it comes in because we were literally taking everything and we were kind of letting the work determine our course right yeah where's the opportunity that's where we'll go yeah yeah and so we were always like well we don't even know what this thing is what it's going to be and um, I think that's where a lot of people find themselves. Well, and I think let's just take that as it is in terms of like where people are, right? Um, the re there's a reason why we felt that way. And so we empathize with you. If you're like there and you're like, I don't want to do long-term goals. I don't even know what I'm going to do next summer. 
Or if I want to do, yeah, if I want to do weddings ever. Like, I don't even know if I like this yet. I haven't even done a full year. I've only done three weddings so far. I think that's a valid perspective is what I'm saying. And so while I do think everyone will benefit from long-term planning and setting goals, just specifically, we're talking about like the series is called Your Business Plan Sucks, right? And it's about creating a business plan. And so... Maybe you're not ready to create a business plan and you're just like, no, I'm just going to see if I like it. Okay. When you look at your business plan, you do have to have long-term goals. Mm -hmm. You do not have to have long-term goals, though, to make money filming weddings or to enjoy filming weddings. Like, and, and so like, I, I can totally understand that perspective because I had that perspective. And some of it was like I didn't want to make the wrong plan. I didn't, I didn't know what I should be planning. And so hopefully this will help you a little bit in this episode where we can think through, like, what are some goals you would be comfortable committing to or understand? Like, I don't think it's bad. You just, anything you say, by the way, you don't have to do it if you decide it's not for you. Yeah, I, I do think, like the rest of the points and the rest of the episodes that we've kind of hit on very specific aspects of a business plan, um, this is just a cog. And, and you could totally be missing a cog. And the machine is probably going to work for a little bit, but as soon as you start losing a few more cogs, I mean, you're just, you don't have a real business at that point. At some point to run efficiently, you need goals. Yes. So like, I think there's no debate about that. Yep. yep. And I think it all works together. It all works together. And, and if you're in a place where you're just not comfortable committing to any long-term goals, well, then maybe this first section of the podcast will appeal to you, which is short-term goals. Um, and so I think just identifying the difference between a short-term goal, a short-term objective, and a long-term goal, I think is really critically important. And it's not the type of thing that a lot of wedding filmmakers even think about, right? Um, no, because it's what you're in the trenches fighting right now are, are more than likely all of your short-term goals. Um, you know, just making it to tomorrow, making sure that you're reaching deadlines, making sure that you know, you're not going broke, making sure that you're just going to survive this weekend's shoot. Some of them are just these like fuzzy goals that are hard to actually measure, like become good at color grading. Color grading. Yeah. Yeah. If you're color grading and someone's like, that's good or that's bad. How do you know when you accomplish that goal? Like what's the, there's, it's not, it's hard to measure. By you the, never reach it. You never reach those goals, really. Well, and, and they're good. Like, I think working on color grading is a great short-term goal. Yeah. Right? So, like, let's look at some some examples of short-term goals. And I think that the thing you don't want to do is think a short-term goal is a long-term goal. So we're talking, like, stuff that you can accomplish within a year, basically. Even though technically it's probably within three years, but within a year in our world, I think the wedding... Wedding filmmakers go season to season. So you're looking like some, like I mentioned, become good at color grading or hire a CPA or send a review follow-up email to all my clients after the wedding. Actually following up with people and actually getting reviews. You know, that's, that's a good thing. Increase social media posting to three times a week or something like that. That's a good goal. Book 20% more weddings. That's a, that's a short-term goal. It might seem like a long-term goal, but Trust me, you can book 20% more weddings in a given season. Train a second shooter. Short-term goal. Yep. Uh, increase my close rate on all consult calls, which means you'd have to actually track that. Um, but, like, <clears throat> you know, these are the types of things probably, if you're hearing that, go, yeah, 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 yeah. You might be at the very beginning of your business, and you're probably in a place where, like, you're trying to get the basics down. 
But I will tell you, once you start to get this stuff down, these short-term goals, like what will start happening is your goals will be harder to accomplish in one year. And so you'll need these long-term goals and you'll start identifying very quickly like, this is a short-term goal. This is We call them like season goals. Like these are what we want to get done this season. And then we create new goals for each season. And I would say this, if you're not ready for make long-term, like to make long-term planning, at least start to look down and go, what are my season goals? I think that's really huge. What are some of our season goals, Jared, or at least yours? For this year, um, and, and one of our... Um you know, we, we, we describe them because um, of a book we read. What book do we read? I forget. I've read um, some books. I've read a book or two. A range of them. Um, you know, our wildly important goal in the past mm, as yes. a team. That's the four disciplines of execution. There That's you go. That's that book. Um, has always been consistency, like consistency across the board. Um, so we obviously run a scalable, you know, business, um, making it so that the guy who just started shooting with us last year, shoots a very similar wedding as to what I would shoot. So I can just send whoever, go out and shoot. That, that's that been a goal for us. And and I think we've been really successful at that because we've been able to whittle it down in the entire team. Everything falls under that main kind of goal, yearly goal. Like that just means like, hey, we if we need to become better at, you know, shooting, getting ready, you know, uh, portraits or less overexposure during the day. That all kind of goes into that one goal of having a really consistent product across yeah. the board. So and that, that short-term that's goal ours. is measurable, and it has particular challenges every season that are different. Like this year, we're switching camera systems. So like yep. it all gets different. Now, I would say for this year, um, it's quality. Like we do want to raise the quality of our wedding films. And so, um, you know, we've kind of – it's it's step-by-step process. And every year, what I've tried to do is just – Tell our team, like, this is what the goal is. Become a better shooter. So everything that we're doing this year is really just on training, on elevating our crew to a point where, you know, we're raising the bar overall. So was, a, that's like an obvious well, thing. Specifically, it's, not, it's like have six full-time shooters. Yes. Specifically, we want to have six people who we trust as lead shooters who can lead a wedding and – don't need any supervision like people that we trust we want to train those people up and be able to deploy them next year we'll probably be looking if there are six full-time people who are not full-time but six lead shooters who want to shoot a season full of weddings the goal might be book each of these people a full season Mm -hmm. that might be the goal next year but like it shifts depending on your year yep yeah we have other goals of course but those are some of like the big ones this is like probably totally, you know, not relatable to most people out there. I I would say for most people out there, maybe it's just like uh, a short-term goal could be like shoot 10 weddings, shoot 20 weddings. Like that that could be like an actual goal. The thing that I like about short-term goals is, is I would say wherever you can make it so that you can actually like check it off the list and keep track of your your actual goals and not, like you said, I, I think it should be a goal maybe of like, become a better color grader. But I think those kind of things need to filter in and under. Wherever possible. And actual tangible. Yeah, wherever possible. I like that. Like Wherever possible, they should be um, actionable and actually should be able to be accomplished within, like, the period that you set. Yeah. So, like, the reason I don't love, like, 
when I was doing project management companies, I would say like nothing can go on this project management board that cannot be checked off this project management board. Yes. And that's a general rule for your business is like, there are things you might want to do, like become good at color grading. That's a crappy goal. Get a better goal. The goal should be something like learn the basics of DaVinci Resolve color grading. Color grading. Mm -hmm. That right there, you can go, I did it. I learned the basics. Check. Or maybe you want to make it something like edit all my films in DaVinci Resolve at a color grading step. You know, just whatever it is, but like make it something that like at the end of the year, and I think this is really, we're not going to get too much into short-term goals, but I think a short-term goal is designed to A, keep you accountable, to keep moving forward, and B, give you a sense of progress. So whatever it is, make it something you can check off the list. Make it measurable, make it trackable. Yeah. And I would I would say with all goals, whether it's short-term, long-term, um, I think once you start having too many goals, the, there's they all get kind of watered down, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, totally. Like, I, mean, I, 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 mean, I can't juggle, but I imagine the more balls you put yeah. into juggling, the harder it gets to juggle. We should try that sometime. <laughs> yeah, I, um, yeah I, I totally agree. I think it's just like for most people, instead of just focusing on one thing, you know, it's like, well, I want to become a better color grader. I want to become a better salesperson. I want to become a better you know, whatever it might be. And when you're just trying to do like 900 different things, I mean, on top of just in and out, just daily grind kind of stuff, like responding to emails, doing these kind of things. Um, I mean, you become a master of none, I, I would say. Well, so. and also you t can tend to forget that the things that I really actually, I'll, well, I'll put it in the comments, um, the book, The Four Disciplines of Execution. Because they have this concept in that book where they talk about, like, what are your goals? And then what's the whirlwind? Do you remember that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The whirlwind is unavoidable. It, it's not a part of your business you can remove. And the whirlwind is all the stuff that happens when you're trying to get your goals accomplished. Yes. So it's like responding to emails. I wouldn't say your goal should be, today my goal is to respond to emails. Maybe the goal might be to respond before lunch or something. You obviously but, don't track my days of just. Yeah. <laughs> but, but your goals. Today I want to get through all these emails. Yes. That's my, that sometimes is my goal. <laughs> just but survive. in general, most people are going to just be like, respond to the emails that come in. And they can't really set it as a goal because they don't know what emails are going to come in. Yeah. They're just going to come in. And, and like, you do have to respond to that. You have to respond to that in the middle of trying to accomplish your goal of learning color grading or delivering everyone's wedding films within the contract. Mm -hmm. Those are things you have to do. Those are your goals, your objectives. And then the whirlwind comes and it disrupts. Yeah. And what ends up happening is the urgency becomes, what do they call it? The tyranny of the urgency. Mm -hmm. The tyranny of the urgent. Tyranny of the urgent, I think is what they say. Which is like whatever is urgent can feel most um, important. But that's not actually true. In your business. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, uh, kind of real life example from just today, you know, what feels urgent is I have people responding like, hey, I, I would love to catch up with you this week. When is a good time for you to do that? You know, and they're really on me about like. And they're spicy hot leads. Yeah, they're, they're in, and I'm feeling like, hey, uh, I should get to them because they can give me money and that's a good thing. And I love money. Money, money is more important than 
you know, learning a piece of gear. Or doing but, this f- doing this free podcast. But but <laughs> that's true. Um, yeah, this podcast whirlwind. Um, but I know in my mind, my goal today, that's the whirlwind. Responding to these people, doing podcasts, like th- this is like um, kind of a lot of whirlwind. But the thing that I know I need to do today is is test some audio gear because that's the the hinge for like nine other things to happen. Me me to purchase, you know, our entire audio equipment on the year kind of, you know, um, revolves around me testing this one piece of gear. So I know I need to do that today. Without excuse, I'm not leaving the office until that one thing is done. That's my goal for the day. So that's a really short-term goal, but it will be done by the end of the day. And if I have to put off a couple emails to be able to do that, I know I'm going to have to do that, and maybe I respond tomorrow morning. And uh, But at the end of the day, I know it's like, that's worth it. That's a good trade-off because I got the thing done that I need to get done so I can work tomorrow on yeah. this audio gear. So what we're saying is this. First of all, urgency happens. Chaos happens. It's in your business. You still are going to have goals. You have to accomplish your goals. And so definitely, if you're not ready for long-term goals yet, which you know, I think everyone's ready for some long-term goals, by the way. And for some of you, this long-term goals conversation we're going to have is exactly the next thing you need to do for your business. But if you're not ready for that, at least understand there's a difference between what's pressing on you and what your goal should be. And you cannot let the urgency of your life and the chaos of running a business start to undermine the actual goals you have for your business, even if they're not long-term goals. Like, just something as simple as like deliver all your weddings on time. There's no excuse for not delivering your weddings on time. It doesn't matter how many consults you have to take. It doesn't matter. Like you need to figure that out because you, the rest of your goals, like delivering a customer experience that will actually get you referrals are dependent on meeting that other goal, that short term goal of delivering the wedding on time. So, so I think just don't be too short sighted. You want to like, natural the human way is like whatever is right in front of me is the thing i'm going to focus on okay just go a little bit beyond what's today and look at you know tomorrow a month from now and maybe the more you skilled the more skilled you get the more you know your business maybe you're going to start to be able to look three years in advance you will you will be able to that's honestly the best business skill once you can look beyond today i have a lot of um calm about chaos and it bothers my wife actually because I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'll look at it tomorrow. Cause I know that whatever that problem is, is actually not that important. Cause I know I have experience. I know what's going to happen. It'll be okay. Everything will be fine. You don't know that when you're first running a business. Yeah. I, I would say, and I say it a lot, like the wedding day dread and, and I think the wedding business dread of just like, I have to do this one thing. And I know for me, when I feel that dread towards a certain couple that I know I have to email, have a really hard conversation with, like I avoid it, I avoid it, I avoid it, and like it's um it's pressing, like on me. And I think over time, what I've gotten good at is just like I'll do it tomorrow, and I will just kind of like do it tomorrow, knock it out, and just you will move, actually do move it. on. I'll actually do it because yeah. I know I just need to do it. There's a difference but between I think putting a lot of creators, something in its place and procrastinating yeah but i mean we're creative so we do procrastinate like that that's just i think comes with the territory um but just doing it and knocking it out um i think that should be a a short-term goal to become better at yeah uh, yeah. in general because it allows you to just 
kind of move along. Like short-term goals are like you're just trying to knock these out. You're trying to get these done with. Um, so that it's you as can simple move as on. if you're a list maker. Like if you're yep. really really bad at this, this is what I'll say. Just plan out high-level goals for your week. Try doing that. Yep. Try just saying like we work in sprints in our office. Yep. And we tell our employees we go write out what you're gonna do this week. Yeah. Anything you don't. Maybe it's a long-term thing. Put it in the backlog. Commit to your week. Yeah. Only do what's on that list for the week. Don't add anything you can't complete. Think like that. Try doing that for a while. Just only committing to things on a week-by-week basis and get good at that. Yep. And once you get good at that, you can start to expand it. So, so, And you start looking at long-term goals. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to be completely honest with you. Can we be a little bit transparent here? I'm going to tell you one of my deepest, darkest secrets. I actually really don't enjoy editing that much. <laughs> if you were to give me the option between shooting and editing, I would pick shooting 11 times out of 10. And if you've been editing and, and doing video production for any length of time, you know that dread in your heart as you know wedding after wedding after wedding keeps on mounting up, piling up on your backlog. It really sucks. I hate it and I'm sure you do too. So what can you do about it? You can of course ignore it, it's not gonna go away. You can hire a video editor to work on staff, maybe it costs you 50 to 60 grand plus taxes or you can simply reach out to our friends at No Backlog. They make it super easy to knock out edits while you focus on other more important things like growing your business and making more money. And that's what it's all about, right? Save time and money by working with a professional, reliable, and affordable video editing partner. And get your life back today. You can spend more time with your kids, with your spouse, with your important other person, or you can simply just play more video games. I don't care. This is a no judgment zone, man. So make sure you're visiting nobacklog.com and get started today. I think um, goals definitely feed into each other, don't you? Yeah, that's what's great about it is like, like we're saying, for some of you, you're going to need baby steps of like just literally being able to do one day of goals Mm -hmm. and then you'll be able to do a week. Yeah. And and so eventually, you know, no matter what, with these short term goals, you're going to get to the point where you're going to start looking at long term goals. Yeah. Like we were just talking about like, hey, my week kind of looks like this. I have to accomplish a few goals, but it's ultimately towards the short term goal of consistency. Mm-hmm. Or the short-term goal of quality, like that—that's like what I would call a wildly important goal for this year, which is a short-term wildly important goal. But it does feed into long-term goals. Which what would you describe a long-term goal as? Would it be like a three-year goal? <laughs> would you put a time limit on it, or or what? I think anything over three years is a long-term goal. But I think for a lot of wedding filmmakers, um, a lot of wedding filmmakers, it's probably going to be over a year. And I think that's probably okay. Mm-hmm. I think for three, I mean, I lo- I'm, we're looking at five years now yeah. with our business, and I think that should be a goal. Yeah, you should try to get five years. I would say one of the most important things of in, in developing a long term goal is write it down and share it with other people. Like I know you wedding filmmakers, a lot of times you guys are self operating, but share it with your wife, share it with your friend, because sh- like then it's out there, it's out in the universe. And isn't that what that what they say? Put it out in the universe. Put Put it it out out there. Put it out in the universe. Uh, But also allow other people to hold you accountable. Like if you have a friend, tell them about, 
hey, I want to be shooting 50 weddings in like three years. So that next time they see you, they're like, how's that going? Um, and it holds you accountable. And, and at least you can at that point be like, yeah, I changed my kind of like, yep. you know, I've shifted or whatever. But it at least makes it so that you're not in the same spot as you were well, three years ago. Well, at least you can. The key with any goal, like we mentioned before, is tracking, measuring. And because what you should look at those is not did I fail or did I succeed? The real thing is I need points that tell me something happened or didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Why didn't this happen? Why didn't I? Why am I missing all my delivery deadlines? Why am I not getting referrals? Say your goal was get 20 referrals. Why? Why didn't I do it? Is it because I'm lazy? Did I make a mistake? Was my goal too high? Like, I think, like, you're looking for things that you can put into your own way to force you to look back on how things actually went mm-hmm. in your business. And, and like, you know, probably a goal that's measurable is the number one way to do it. Yeah, yeah, of course. And there's some obvious things that I think will just naturally be indicators, like how many weddings did you shoot mm-hmm. last year compared to this year or three years ago or five years ago? Um, have they gone up or have has your dollar bill per wedding gone up Th- those are two obvious ones that you're going to say hey i did this and i was able to accomplish what i wanted or i wasn't able to accomplish what i wanted mm-hmm. what do i have to do today to change the next three years five years whatever um but i think um a good a good point that that you had written down is prioritize today what you want to do tomorrow and that that's kind of like a I think a good universal concept of like a lot of people trying to pursue their goals are like, yeah, I'm going to do that. That's my long-term goal. A goal is a thing that will happen to you. It will just, yeah, it's just going to happen magically. But actually the people that actually accomplish their goals, they're the people that a write it down. They're the people that do it tomorrow and carve out time for what you want to be doing tomorrow. So that's why I say like, I do think goals really feed into each other. Like your short-term goals, like you should be doing, Whatever your long-term goal is, if it's quality, what are you doing today to make sure that you're creating quality in your films, if that's what your goal is going to be? You don't, you're not serious if you aren't putting your money where your mouth is in anything in life. If somebody starts giving you crypto advice, ask them how much money they have in crypto. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Any, any little thing in the world, it's like put your money where your mouth is, show me the receipts, right? And that's what it is with goal setting it's like if your goal is to save money then you have to save money you don't set a goal that someday i'll have enough extra money to save money right and so with wedding filmmaking you know we have a lot of goals that are more quality and artistically driven and those are great goals like okay what who are you whose films are you watching that are inspiring you like what are you doing to become a better filmmaker with what are you doing to work on your composition literally like a lot of people they're like Hey, my gimbal work sucks. And you're like, how much do you practice? Yeah. Not at all. That's why your gimbal work sucks. You don't know how to use your equipment. Go use your equipment for hours. Oh, well, I need to be with my kid. Okay, when your kid goes to bed, go use your gimbal. Well, I want to I go to bed. Then you, want, you don't care about your gimbal. So just don't waste my time posting about it. <laughs> like, you don't care about getting good if you're not willing to put the time in to get good. And, like, you don't need to be good at everything. But just set a short-term goal, make it manageable, make it trackable, and put some effort into it. And then, magically, they'll start to become long-term things. And those happen have to happen now. So let's talk about long-term goals. we got a great set of resources on weddingfilm.school 
forward slash resources. And there's a bunch of different things from this series um, about building a business plan. I'm really actually really excited about the response we've gotten from some of these downloads. A lot of people have been downloading it and hopefully it's been helpful to you guys. But head over there, resources, and we got all kinds of stuff for you. You know, we got a creative market research worksheet. We got uh, inventory assessment guide. We got a business model white paper, some details on how to set up a business model for your business. And, and this week, we're going to be kind of giving you something so you can set goals. So if you want to go download that and listen to the show, um, hopefully it'll help you enjoy the show, but also set your goals. So let's talk about goals right now. So how does a person set long-term goals? What was the hardest thing for you, Jared, moving from like seat of your pants, wedding filmmaker, to a actual business person, wedding filmmaker with goals? <laughs> well, I think the thing that helped us was just like we saw what direction we were naturally going. And I mean, I think at first it's just like what doors are open and what doors are closed? What is the path of like least resistance? Um, so when we saw like, okay, this is what's working for us, that's what we just started to pursue. And, and we saw it started to kind of see a little bit of a trend. And I think we were like, is this the trend that we like or is this the trend that we don't like? And if it's the trend that we like, what can we do to accelerate that trend? Um, and if it's not what we like, um, if we're not charging enough or whatever, what do we have to do to change that? Yep. Um, and so I, I think that's kind of where it started. Um, as far we as we also like, were alive as a business long enough that we kind of went through a couple life cycles and we were yeah. like, this sucked. Why didn't we, I don't like this, that <laughs> this wasn't good. Yeah. We need to like have a chart, a different path. I, so I, I do empathize with people that are just starting out because I think when you first start out, you're like, you look at a luxury wedding filmmaker, like Alex and, and um, you know, Aaron Tharp or whoever, uh, Lindsay. And you're like, I want that. I, that's my long-term goal is to be like Mike, to be like, you know, the the top of the industry. I want to charge $20,000. I want to work 10 days a year. And that's what I want. That's my goal. Can that be my goal? And then... Yeah, I can be And real. then reality slaps you upside the head and is like, fool, <laughs> like you have a long way to go and no plan to get there, right? So... Well, and the sad reality, which is not sad to me, is that that opportunity is not available to everyone. It's true. It, not every opportunity is equally available to everyone, as we know in like all of American society. And so like you, or the world, thank you international listeners, um, you have to deal somewhat with the cards you're dealt. You have to figure out a way to maximize the business based on what opportunities exist. And you know, so that can be overwhelming because you're like, oh, well, I can't be a luxury wedding filmmaker. Yeah. Well, maybe you can, but maybe you can't. Maybe you don't know. Who knows? I think, though, one of the keys that will help people here is creating goals that um, are more um, numbers and analytical-based and not qualitative, like be the best or shoot luxury wedding films. Or it's like setting goals like generate a quarter million dollars gross revenue. It'll set you free because you'll be more creative. Because mm -hmm. when you say shoot 10 weddings at $20,000, well, is that really what you care about, or do you care about having a lot of money? Mm -hmm. Like what? Like so, you want to be shooting luxury weddings, de dealing with those types of clients. But we're like all creative, so wouldn't you say like a lot of people's goals are like, I want to shoot in Bali. 
And you're saying, but that's you could just... say you want to shoot in Bali. You could say shoot ten destination weddings. Mm-hmm. Like the people's goals are like they're wrapped up in their egos and, and not they're It's hard to accomplish. Like you're never going to accomplish the goal of feel good about yourself. Just if that's your only goal, like create goals that are long term that will let you accomplish them in a range of ways. So, like, if you want to shoot destination weddings, there are a lot of ways to do that. If you want to generate a quarter million dollars revenue, there's a lot of ways to do that. If you want to say, I want to be have 50 grand profit at the end of the year, there's a lot of ways to do that. I think the more you do it, the more you can start figuring out exactly how you want to do it. And so depending on where you are in your business, you might be at the place where you're like, I want to be considered in the top 1% of wedding filmmakers. I want to average $12,000 a sale. Maybe that is the natural goal for you. Yeah. But like you said, I mean, not everyone's going to be able to do that. No. Right? I I think it really comes down to moving a direction. Like, you you can't get somewhere unless you move a single direction and figure out what actually works. So, like, when you first start out, I think the goals are fine. Even if you're like, I do want to be Alex Douglas. And then you go that way and you're like, oh, no one wants to hire me. To go to Italy and shoot a wedding. Or like the weddings uh, that are paying only like $2,500 don't yeah. want to let me shoot them in their underwear. Yeah. And <laughs> for like so it's really just pursue things, <laughs> go directions, figuring out what works. And I, I do think it's it's um, it's just trial and error, error man. Like well, that that's where you're gonna you're gonna decide what the path is and what is going to actually be um, short-term goals for you that turn into long-term goals. I, I think it's pretty hard when you first start out to determine what a long-term goal is. Yeah, I, I, I just th- I just think it is. And here's the thing. Without, know, without still... knowing anything and having data, you need to collect the data. Right? I think it's fine to try, though. So if you just set your long-term goals and you change them, I think it's fine yeah. to try. So like, certain people that get into the industry right away, like, w- how many wedding videographers do you know that are like, hey, I just started doing this a year and a half ago, and I got one break, and now I get to do five really high-end $8,000 weddings, and that's great. And, I, I mean, I know a handful. Let me give you some goals like that, that anyone can set. These would count as long-term goals. Like, book three straight fully booked seasons. Generate X amount of dollars per year. Like goals like that, that are, they're, they're, they're things. You, yeah, of course I want those. Those are goals I want, you know, it, they give you a ability to grow into them and accomplish them in a range of ways, but they do give you something to shoot for. So I think everyone should at least set some kind of like, imagine your business three years in the future and say, what would I want it to be like? And just set that as a goal. It doesn't need to be perfect. But I think that is important. So let's let's break down how to set long-term goals. So the first thing you need to do to set a long-term goal is first identify your goals. It's kind of what we're talking about here. Identify what is it you want to be doing. Um, you know, I think in business business world they would say ten-year goals. I don't think in wedding filmmaking that's really reasonable. You know, but I think five-year goals. You know, what would you? In a perfect world, and especially if you're starting out, just whatever. Don't try to make it perfect. You don't know what your goals necessarily should be, but it's better to set something up. If you've been doing it a while, maybe you can do this. But like, how do how should people identify what they should be wanting for their business in five years? 
So I think it's tough because you're balancing two different concepts. You're balancing business goals, right? You're saying business goals, long-term business goals, which is make money. Which is like the purpose of a business plan. Make money, right? That's business goals. Um, But also, most creatives are going to balance their personal wants with that, right? And I think what you're saying is forget that. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I think not to forget it in yourself, but just it's not necessarily part of your business plan. Okay. That's all. Um, but I, I, I would say... like, Sorry to jump in, but like, if your goal is to travel, yeah, that's not a business goal. Yes. That's, like, that's a, you maybe spend, a personal goal. It's a personal goal. Great. Yeah. You, that, it's good to have those. Yep. And, and like, I'm, not, I'm not poo-pooing on anyone's lifestyle choice. Sure. I'm saying it's not a relevant... Like, like, what if somebody was like, hey, boss, here's if you said, what are your goals for the company? And you said, and they were just like, well, vacation. I want to go to Bali on vacation. And you're like, I don't, I don't freaking care about that. And like, mm-hmm. do whatever you want with your off time. Yes. And that's what we're talking about here is, so what you might say as a business goal is be able to provide a one month off time. Yes. For my employees. Yep. You know, like that's a goal because that will actually help you f- budget. So like, can I, my business afford to not do any sales for a month? Mm-hmm. Shoot no weddings. Like you have to strategically get to that place. Yes. Let me give you three simple things that you need to identify um, that what if you don't know what to do for your goals, maybe you don't know how to like target, you know, your brand positioning, your market positioning, and you're not there yet. But everyone can do this. Come up with some long term. Um, come up with some long term just gross revenue goals. Like this is just the total amount of money you're making. So maybe you say I want to I want to sell a quarter million dollars of wedding films. Okay, great. The next one is cost, and this should factor in your salary. It should factor in everything that goes into your business. I want to get my cost to X point, maybe up or down, right? And then the last one should be profit. I want to have this much money left over at the end of the year. To who knows? Most wedding filmmakers, you're not trying to grow this big business. Like you should be buying land or putting in savings. Who knows what you want to do with that money? Buying more marketing to grow your business the next year. But like, I think those are three goals that everyone can kind of start setting. And then, and then, of course, there are bigger goals. Like, how can you know what, how to identify your goals? Well, what do you love doing? Something as simple as that. Like, what are the weddings you love shooting? What are locations you've always wanted to shoot? Who are the people you like working with? Like, okay, if your goal is shoot a wedding with Jose, Jose Villa, like shoot alongside him. That means you're shooting a big money wedding. You're shooting somewhere beautiful, all that stuff, you know? That's okay, fine. Set that as a goal. Would you say someone's goal is a bad goal if they're like, I want to be friends with all my wedding with all my wedding couples? Yeah, it's just, that's not a goal. <laughs> it's not a goal. That's that's a method. The only reason you're doing that is because you think it sells more weddings for you. Yes. Yes. You're not it's a method. And I'm not saying it's a bad method, but it's not a goal. Mm-hmm. How do you even know if you accomplish it? What if they don't like you? Mm-hmm. What if you think that they're your friends and then they actually are like, that guy's a weirdo. Like, <laughs> <laughs> as long as they refer you, like, who, the, the reality of, this is why it's not a goal. Because it being true isn't important. It's the result you want happens. So if, 
if you think you're all friends and everyone who you worked with actually doesn't like you, but by some certain reason they still refer you, your impression of it is that everyone likes you. So, yeah. So I think this is important is not just identifying what your goals are, but also identifying a good goal versus a bad goal, right? Sure. And, and be the gonna... best wedding filmmaker in the world is a bad goal. Yes. Okay. Like, it's not. Why? Because who decides that? It's not measurable. Like, even if you win every award at WPPI, there's still going to be people who think you're not the best wedding filmmaker in the world. Mm -hmm. You could be the, I don't know if this is a good goal because I don't know how you would accomplish it or measure it, but like, you could say, make the most money of any wedding filmmaker in the world. Because that's actual scale, actually scalable? Well, no, it's like measurable. Measurable. Anything yeah. not yeah. measurable is a bad goal. Yeah. That's really what it is. For a business plan, especially. We're talking business here. We're not talking about, like, be happy. Don't be depressed. Have time with your kids. Like, these are all things. Some are measurable. Some are not. Like, I know that we're not, like, the world is not binary, but business is. Mm -hmm. Business is very binary. And, like, you want this part of your life that is binary because then you can just, like, depersonalize it. It doesn't dominate your emotional life, your spiritual life. It doesn't control you anymore. It's just like, am I going to make the money? I want to make a little more. And like, it, I can tell you this is essential for us being successful is identifying our goals and making them accomplishable and, and all this. So I, 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 I yeah, would, would definitely um, kind of expound on that with like most people, since they are self-operating their own business, it's probably pretty hard to draw the line between personal goals and business goals because to a lot of people they're one in the of the same i like, am my business my, my business is me yeah exactly and so it's like when you're not a con i mean you see it all the time especially with with creatives is you know when i am not creating the art that i want to it affects me personally when i because it's like my business isn't a reflection of who i am therefore i'm not satisfied sure and i think it's important for people to pull themselves out of that because if you know you, your your art is not you, that's the thing that most creatives, so I think, struggle with. It um, is a legitimate part of your satisfaction, but it's not your business. Yes, and and then also, you know, what is the business side? How does that kind of uh, cycle into that whole kind of experience? Um, so I think it is important, like pulling yourself out of that a little bit and and looking at it. Um, you know, from your 30,000, you know, foot view and saying, you know, no, this is, these are personal goals. And then these are actual just business goals. How do you want the business to run? So, so let's look at it like this. Pick a period of time. If you're comfortable with 10 years, okay, fine. Set a 10-year goal. Like, that's reasonable. I think anything beyond 10 years would be a little too long. But probably most of you have five-year goals. Are Unless great. you're China. Yeah, sure. If you're they're, China. If you're China listening to this podcast, hi, China. Yeah. But, um... But write down the period of time, five-year goals, three-year goals, whatever it is, and write down all the things you want to accomplish. Just write them down. Just write down anything that you think is a goal that you want to get done and just put it in there and just, you know, have it somewhere. Jay will be Santa, and he'll be going through all of your lists mm -hmm. and, and telling you if they're good or bad. Email so me your list. Email him. It's Jason. No. What's <laughs> funny about this is you will determine in, like, a, every one of the, you will look at your list in, like, two, three years, and you'll look at some of them and be like, why did I even say that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. And that's okay. Um, the, goal is not to, the goal is not to have perfect goals. The goal is just mm -hmm. to have some. Just have some. Yeah. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to be right. You just need to, like, force yourself to – 
imagine the future. <laughs> so um, the second thing that you need to do to set long-term goals is prioritize today what you want to do tomorrow. So this is really hard because of the tyranny of the urgent, because whatever is pressing on you um, is going to force you to not focus on tomorrow. But like, let's think about it like savings. We talk about with um, Evan in the CPA episode. Um, just the idea of like, why don't wedding filmmakers like, you know, do real savings plans for their wedding businesses or just people in general? Like, is it a thousand dollars for most people in savings? I think it's just people do get caught up, like we had said, they get caught up in the whirlwind and they, they don't, um, actually, they, they always say, I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it the next paycheck. I'll do it, you know, we're endorphin uh, addicts. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like whatever gives you that reward now. Yep. Like, I, I'll tell you for me, like, I was joking about crypto, but, like, I enjoy crypto so much more than real stock investment mm-hmm. because it's so much more action-packed. And so I'm not going to – I don't gravitate towards traditional investing because it's boring to me. And even though it's safe and it grows and all that good stuff, and I think with business, there's probably some parts where, yeah, you need to just lean into your personality, and if you want action, great. But I do think prioritizing the stuff that you – you're Like, whatever you put on that five-year list in your previous section, what are you doing today to make those things happen? Once you make that list, start writing down an action plan for each and say, what, how can I apply pressure on these goals now? Like, it probably is not going to feel like the most rewarding thing, but I promise you, once you start doing it, you'll actually start to get rewarded by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that leads into your next point, which was, make it bite-sized because yep. I, I think it um, you can't just swallow the whole thing whole. And and a lot of your goals are just going to be plugging away consistently for, you know, maybe it's an hour or two every single day. Like if you're just like, hey, this is, this is my goal is to, you know, do this one thing, but just doing it bite-sized a little bit every single day. So it is just like savings. I think that's a good comparison. It's just like, Keep on plugging away, do a little bit, do a little bit, and it's just going to add up over time. It has interest. Yep. It does. And so, like, your your in-season goals should play into your long-term goals, Mm -hmm. right? If your goal is, like, be perceived, be a top five wedding filmmaker in my market. Okay, well, how are you going to do that? You're going to deliver good quality films on time, increase your network of contacts in the industry, increase your marketing, how, how are you going to do all those things? Well, I'm going to spend more money on Facebook ads. I'm, it's like it's like the long-term goals, when you start breaking them down, just are cascading short-term goals. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, so ultimately, like, when you look at and you prioritize what you're going to do today, it's about, like, looking and going, okay, how am I going to do this? Well, you're going to do it by going to number three, by making it bite-sized. This is how you are going to prioritize today. What you want to do tomorrow is by taking all your long-term goals and breaking them into small, short-term goals. So this is why if you're able to do the long-term goals first, you will probably build a better in-season goal list. So let's keep it, keep it real simple. Actionable means you can do it. Trackable. And so that leads me to the next thing. It bites, make it bite-sized and make sure – it can be tracked and measured. So the next thing is track and measure. Number four in how to set long-term goals is track and measure. This is like so played out and I was like, oh, I don't really want to say this, but it's like literally I realized like people do not do this, Jared. 
No, I mean, I, and and I think nowadays, especially where there's so many different types of softwares or whatever, um, there's really no excuse for it. Even if you're creative, it's literally so easy to do. Yeah, creative brain is not an excuse. Yeah, I'm like, so left brain. You have the all these things side, that the just left brain, Jared. I don't know, man. I don't know. Left, I, right, whatever. You have all these things that automate it for you, so it's just like you you don't even really have to track it and measure it because. The, you just have to set it up one time, and it'll do. Especially when it comes to how many weddings you're you're doing, uh, your revenue um, per wedding. Like yeah, what, these like easy goals. things, just little things that allow you to track and measure. Um, you could probably do some things like, if 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 it has to do with quality, maybe you're you're tracking um, overall experience by sending people surveys, like. But that's easy to do. It's so simple. Like I can get really advanced for you if you want. Yeah, dive in. So if you really want the next level of tracking and measuring, you're going to move the bar from lag measures to lead measures. This is also in um, the four disciplines of execution. Yep. These are measurements that tell you what the next thing is going to be, not measurements that tell you what already happened. Yeah. So most people in business go like this, which you should do this, by the way. You send people a survey. They say they liked it or didn't like it. And you say, okay, last year, 95% of my brides liked it. Great. Do that again. You know, which is not a good determiner of what the next bride is going to like or groom. And so when you look at a, a lead measure is what really smart people do is they figure out a measurement that they can take within their business that tells them what is going to happen, not just what has happened. You know, and so this is tricky in the wedding filmmaking world because we're very much like, what did we just do? How did it go? Okay, let's look at that. Some lag measures can become lead measures. I think like if you are using stuff to pro project trends, you know, but even better is like, what can I do that I can measure to determine what is going to happen? So for instance, measuring something in your marketing that determines how many leads you are going to get. Maybe you go like, oh, okay, I did a, your web traffic. So then you start going like this. Okay, if I can get this many people to my contact page, I'm gonna get this many form fills. It changes your target, right? It changes your target to the more important thing, which is getting people to look at your contact page. So then you start going, how do I get more people to look at my contact page? Maybe I run an ad. Maybe I need to make it more manageable on my homepage. You know, maybe I need to do a better job with my emails and letting people know where stuff is. Like, everything changes when you stop looking at did they book a wedding and start looking at what determines when you know someone's good. If you know every 10 brides that looks at your contact page is going to book a wedding, your goal becomes get 10, more get 10 people to look at the page mm -hmm. versus book 10 more brides. And so a lead measure tells you what is going to happen, not what already happened, and it lets you be proactive instead of reactive. Yeah, I, I think it's it's pretty important to, um, in making a long-term goal, is being able to tell if it's actually realistic, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, I do think when putting together your long-term goals, I, I do think people should be scared of their long-term goals. You should yeah. look at it and be like, oh, like I don't know how how will, ever? how will I ever charge fifteen grand for a wedding? That's scary to me. Like I I, I have no idea how I'm going to get to that point. It should scare you, um, but also <laughs> there should be a path. You should see the path ahead of you 
to be able to get there. And if you don't see it, um, that just means you probably have to uncover um, some things about your business to be able to, to figure that out. And I think that's where the lead versus lag measures come from. Like generally, we know, and we're going to talk about it in, in an episode in a couple of weeks, uh, with budgeting. Like budgeting really is a uh, lead measure, right? It, it, you're using a lag measure to predict your lead measures when it comes to actually how much you're going to make, how much you're going to have to spend, all these things. Uh, for us, if our goal is like, hey, we're gonna, we want to be able to reach this number, we know, looking at our current path, that we're going to fall short of that number. So what do we have to do? We have to change something along the way. We have to raise prices. Uh, maybe we have to raise the quality in order to raise prices. Maybe I have to train in order to raise the quality in order to raise prices. So it just, you know, you're going down the chain of like, where do I have mm -hmm. to get to be able well, to do, make a small change to lift that number up to Well, let's we make it go. really easy. A, a lag measure is this. Lose 30 pounds. You only know you accomplished it when you failed <laughs> or succeeded. Mm -hmm. A lead measure is hours spent at the gym. Mm -hmm. You know? So, like, a lead measure... Like, let's look at it in a wedding film, like, context. Like, a lag measure might be book 20 more weddings. But a lead measure might be what are the, like, A, assessing all the things that go into increasing your booking. That's a little more sophisticated. But then you go, like, it might be respond to every inquiry within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. Deliver all my wedding films on time. You know, like, show up. Like, just, like, simple things that you can do that you know come in, like, contribute to booking more weddings and making more people satisfied that you know, like, ultimately, like, Coming up with something you can measure that you think determines if you'll be successful versus just measuring if you were successful. By the way, it's better to do something than nothing. So I'd rather you have a bunch of lag measures that you're measuring, like how well you did and just did you make enough money and all that junk. You got to measure that stuff. I'm not saying you don't measure that. But I'm saying if you want to get more control over it, you're starting to figure out what can I do that determines if I'm going to be successful? What can I measure that I'm actively measuring? For us, inquiries is something we track m almost more than bookings. Um, close rate is something we track, which is like how many inquiries does it take to book a wedding, right? So then we're focusing on getting inquiries. We're not focused on booking weddings. We're focused on getting inquiries, um, factors into marketing, all these things. Like just simple stuff like that. But it will help you determine like a way of actually tracking and measuring Am I accomplishing my long-term goals? On a micro level, you're looking at those little things. On a macro level, the five-year level, you're you're starting to determine like, okay, how many contracts do I need to send out to book a wedding? And is that trend changing over the years? You know, you your close rate might go up or down, and that could be a good or bad thing depending on what your goals are. If your goal, like ours is, is to run a scalable business, we want to keep our close rate at a certain place. But if your goal is, I want to book luxury weddings at a high dollar price, you need to be, over time, bringing that close rate down. Mm -hmm. You know, Because that means you're actually sending a high enough price that you're keeping enough people out the door. As long as you're booking, and, it's, and like a lot of these numbers are going to actually have talking to each other, like close rate plus inquiries, plus total weddings booked yeah. that it's like a they're they're kind of that symbiotic relationship the good thing about 
tracking too is it allows you to pivot before the meteor hits. It allows you to be oh, yeah. like, okay, well, last year we saw, you know, 50, 50 inquiries in this time period, and this year we only saw 25. Should we be worried? Yeah. Yes, we should be worried. What are we not doing we were doing last year? What, you know, what percentage of the, our leads were planners last year? Why did that drop significantly this year? Do we have to make up for that with some marketing here so that we can just prevent catastrophe, catastrophe from actually happening? Um, so it's not just like, okay, I want to get there, but it's also preventing catastrophe. Or from just knowing too. I'm in a catastrophe. This yeah. is bad. This yeah. is, you know, what do I need to do savings wise to, you know, coronavirus? We, our long-term goals really, really protected us, saved us from coronavirus. Yeah. So let's just come with examples. Um, just to recap, though, again, weddingfilm.school forward slash resources. Head over there to the and just download the um, resources that really were designed. It. When you do these resources, you should be able to identify and kind of craft your business plan. That's what that's what the goal is. And so, how do you identify your long-term goals? That's our goal this week: is identifying your long-term goals. Um, and, and setting long-term goals. And first, you identify them. Second, you prioritize them and put action upon them now by making them bite-sized, small enough to do, and then you track and you measure your progress. That's a simple way of putting it. You know, So some examples of long-term goals maybe would be like, raise my salary to $70,000. You know, distribute 100K in profits. Um, hire four team members as filmmakers or something. Win an award at WPPI. Maybe that's one of your goals. You know, um, work in the top one percent of the wedding filmmaking market. Uh, have a market presence in ten states. You know, shoot only the weddings you want to shoot. You know, be able to turn down as many weddings as you want. Like some of these goals are very specific. Some of them are more generalized. Some of them are about numbers. Just like these are long-term goals that maybe for some of you maybe they're short-term goals. Maybe you can raise seventy thousand dollars now. Somebody getting started, maybe they've only booked 10 weddings and they've only made $20,000 gross revenue. The idea of having a $70,000 salary from their business seems like impossible, but I'm telling you, it's re it might not be that far off. Yeah. I mean, the, it's difficult, guys. I mean, doing this is, is hard. It takes, I think, a real hard look in the mirror um, and just trying to predict something that you feel like is unpredictable. And I, I think for a lot of people, they probably don't even feel like they know what they want three years from now um, in general. So it, it is a difficult thing, but I think with a little bit of um, experience and being just aware and being tuned in to what's actually happening around you year to year um, can go a long way in predicting, you know, where you're going and, and actually realizing your goals, realizing what your goals are, but then also coming to uh, a point where they are actually achieved. Well, we, and we, I want to be very clear. No. We're teaching a method. We're not teaching a solution. Yeah. This is not a thing that you will do and then run your business. This is a thing that you continue to do. This is who you are. Like yeah. when you like we're teaching a method of running a business that is a methodology that works its way into the very core of how you operate. We're not giving you a I don't believe in quick fixes. I don't believe just because you made 200 grand one year means you'll make it the next year. I don't believe any of that crap. I believe only people who stick to certain patterns of that are success creating patterns, wealth generating patterns, um, happiness generating patterns, things that make you happy, 
that is the key to being sustainable and not pulling your hair out. And so, like, that's what we're teaching. We're not teaching people, like, hey, do this and everything will be okay. And then you can move on and just, like, sit on your laurels. So, in general, I mean, what can people expect on their um, worksheet that, that we're sending them? Basically, we're going to be having a place where you can write your goals down. Um, just put your thoughts out. Please don't try to get too fine-tuned. So, it's going to be targeted at long-term goals. Um, but, but if you feel like you're not comfortable and you just want to make it with one year, but the cool, the, the key is set a period of time and write down some goals. Then you want to look and go, how can I accomplish those goals? And so coming up with some things that you're going to do now to work on those goals. And then I think, you know, the biggest thing that you're going to struggle with probably, but it is very important is coming up with ways to measure or whether or not they're actually happening. And so say you go, okay, simple one, make this much money. Measure that. You know, you, that's easy to track. You just look and you say, did I make this much money? Yes or no. Um, one of them, stuff that might be trickier, and which is why you want to set them as measurable goals, like increase customer satisfaction. Bad goal. Don't set that as a goal. It, how do you know? Okay, well, well, if I deliver it on time, if they say, okay, well, then make that the goal. Deliver all my wedding films on time. Get a positive review from every one of my clients. Like, make your goals the things that, like, they're all measurable. So anything that feels like an amorphous blob that isn't a real goal, that's subjective, try to make it something real and accomplishable and measurable. That's that's what I would really hope you would walk away with this. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, you're probably going to have a, a pretty long list. And I would say really dissecting those and being like, is this important to the way that I want it, A, uh, be living my life. Because if, if you're like, hey, I want to shoot 3,000 weddings, um, <laughs> that's going to affect your actual personal life and personal goals. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then, and then just whittling that thing down to probably a solid, I don't know, how many long-term goals would you say that we have in general? I'd say we have like five. I would think I probably have 10. Sure. 10 goals that are like very important. Everything serves my long-term goals. Exactly. I don't care exactly. about my short-term goals compared to my long-term goals. Yep. I'm not yep. going to sacrifice any of my short-term goals. But it makes it easy. Or any of my, I'm sorry, I'm not going to sacrifice any of my long-term goals to accomplish my short-term goals. Yeah, but it makes it easy when you're looking at your short-term goals and being like, does this serve my long-term goal? Is me uh, dealing with my ideal client actually serving the fact that I want to shoot 100 you know, weddings a year. Maybe not, you know, so, so it's, it, it focuses you on, yeah, if this is not something that is in my long term goal or serving my long term goal, that's gone. Like, it's gone. who cares? Like, just get rid of it. Um, or, or just don't prioritize it and it might just happen naturally. Or, like, but if there's a price to be paid to get rid of the short term goal, do you really want that long term goal? I, this is a thing I see a lot. And maybe this is a good way to close. People say, oh, I want to grow my business. And I want to charge X. But I want to do a, the, this type of wedding. We'll just say adventure elopement. You say, okay, do you know the average sale of an adventure elopement for wedding filming? Oh, well, it's, no, I don't. I know nothing about it. I just like shooting them. Okay, well, maybe you're not going to make that much, like, as much as you want doing that. Like, I've had people where I say, okay, you should 
Like you should talk to planners. And so if you think, if I've had this conversation with you, I've had this conversation with tons of people, this exact conversation, who are the planners in your area? Oh, I don't really want to do luxury films. And I'm like, well, that's the key to sustainable income at the dollar amount you told me you wanted. So you're telling me you want this thing, but you don't want the only way to get there. Mm -hmm. And I think a that's a moment you're going to have to run into sometimes. You're going to have to say, okay, that is true. Okay, I want to shoot with hip, cool couples, but they are not paying as much. Do I really want to shoot luxury weddings? Mm -hmm. Or do I really not? Or am I actually like, actually, I really don't care about shooting with hip, cool couples. I like money. Mm -hmm. And that's fine, by the way. That's my position. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I do think a lot of people just um, are like, well, if I put good things out there, it'll come my way. Um, but it, like you said, if you're shooting a bunch of cool hipsters and they're paying you $1,000 um, and you're not changing anything, you're not going to be able to go to that upper, upper echelon of shooting. No, $10, you know weddings, who people unless who you make a change and let you have to make that change. You do. And you have to assess like, am I happy? Make what bothers me more until the, what is it? The pain until the pain of staying the same increases beyond the pain of change. You'll never change that classic thing. And it's like, does it hurt you more to not make the money you want? Does it hurt you more to feel like you're not living the lifestyle you want providing for your family the way you want? Or does it hurt you more to do something you don't want to do to make that money? We're not talking about like being a prostitute here. We're talking about like shooting one wedding with someone who thinks you're the best to build your ego up versus shooting a wedding with someone who pays you a lot of money to just show up and be the help. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't answer that for you. Yeah. Like, and I, I have the answer that I have for me, but at the end of the day, I kind of don't care. You do whatever you want to do. Like, if you are offended by me saying that anything, well, who cares? Do whatever you want. Like, it's not up to me to decide what you should be doing with your life. I will tell you, it's not going to work until you decide. Yeah, yeah, and and I would also challenge people to like reevaluate good goals versus bad goals. Like, mm -hmm. like really think about it. Like, or non-business goals, just things that have nothing to do with your business. They're the, just personal agendas. Yeah, because I think a lot of times people are like, "Oh, if I run a good business, then I won't be satisfied creatively." And that's like the biggest load of crock. It's not true. Like, I feel more creative now than I ever have been editing, shooting weddings, whatever. I feel more creative in just trying to find solutions to grow our business. Like, I well, like because the, I like the business side of like, how can we make a stronger business that just runs itself? So if I want to take a day off with my wife, it serves me. Like, my business actually serves. What me. I think about is funny about visual creators is like. We have this counterintuitive thing that if I do it less, my, it will be better. Mm -hmm. It's like, who's better? The guy who whittles every day or the guy who whittles 10 statues? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Reps make yeah. you better. Repetition makes you better. Yeah. That's what time in the saddle gives you a callus. Like, you don't get better by not doing more work. Yep. So it's like, whatever, man. That one's free. It has nothing to do with the episode. But like, <laughs> just like, I just think like, producing and staying in the game longer is the goal. Yes. That's it. So we want you to stay in the game. So thank you for checking out the Wedding Film School show. Um, hopefully it was helpful. If we blew your mind, then go ahead and just say, wow, that was amazing. If you think it sucks, great. No matter what you comment, it helps our channel. So joke's on you. Um, but we love it. Um, if you guys can sub, do all the YouTube stuff. If you're listening, um, 
and you want to see our faces, head over to YouTube. But if not, go ahead. We'd love it if you leave us a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to. Um, man, we're so grateful for all you guys who listen to the show, who comment, who email, who join the group. We have an awesome Facebook group, about 16,000 members right now, active community. Head over there, really smart people, great people, a lot of fun in the group. And of course, we have weekly live streams on YouTube, so check that out. We do film critiques, pricing and package critiques, website reviews. Just It's really a, more of a place to kind of get the community together, hanging out, talking. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. So thank you for checking out the show. You guys are the best.